Welcome to The Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. We've entered the season when school districts across Florida start honoring their teachers and principals of the year. Lately, we've heard quite a bit about how difficult the education professions have become, with the work being micromanaged from on high and respect for the job low in some quarters. But these top educators seem to see past the problems to the solutions and haven't lost the passion that brought them into teaching in the first place. Today, our guest is Pasco County Principal of the Year, Joanne Glenn. She helped create Pasco's virtual school program, which she has run since it began more than a decade ago. She shares with us her views on why being a principal matters, as well as about the shifting needs of students and how schools can provide more choices to help them succeed. Let's take a listen. So, Joanne Glenn, I want to thank you for taking some time to talk with me on our podcast. Well, thanks for the invitation. I appreciate it. This is the first time I think I've ever had a principal as opposed to a teacher or some other type of person on here. And we're doing it because you've just been named Pasco County Principal of the Year. So congratulations. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to be among the first uh, principals in, in your podcast, if, if not the first. Well, they always talk about how principals are super important to what school does. And so I kind of want to know from you, when you look at the role of principal, what you see as important about it and, and how it fits in. Why should we be recognizing principles? Well, I do think that um, the the role of the principal has changed uh, a lot over the years. And so I I think that we are beginning to recognize how important it is to have a principal who helps set the vision of the school and uh, sort of maps out and and gains that buy-in from the team to help a school um, aspire to improve and, and helps coach up and monitor the progress of the school towards those goals. Now, you were a teacher for how many years? A math teacher? Uh, I am still a math teacher, but I taught in a traditional classroom without being a school-based administrator for 12 years, uh, and I taught math in uh, Hillsborough County. Why did you decide, or when did you decide, that you wanted to be an administrator as opposed to still working with the kids as a full-time classroom teacher? Well, candidly, being a school principal or even an assistant principal wasn't a professional goal of mine. Uh, I earned the uh, educational leadership certification thinking that at some point in my career, I'd like to do maybe district curriculum work uh, in a central office or take on a role uh, that focused a little bit more on mathematics and, and teaching and learning processes. But it turns out that uh, after, shortly after the birth of my son, um, I began to kind of rethink uh, some opportunities. The truth is that many districts have only one or two curriculum administrators uh, for a subject area. And I really saw an opportunity to uh, be involved with not just growing math teachers, but supporting and helping teachers in general um, improve. So I became an assistant principal at Mitchell High School here in Pasco County. I remember, and you were supposed to become the principal of Mitchell High School, as I recall, and then all of a sudden you became the head. Yeah, and then you were going to be the head of the brand new 
e-school instead, doing virtual classes. That was sort of like a spin-off. I remember they were talking about that, and then and then you started a whole new venture. How did that come about? Well, I was an assistant principal uh, with, with Mr. Mellon at Mitchell High School, and uh, shortly after Anclote High School um, named Dr. Isles as their uh, first principal, there were some adjustments in the staffing. Mr. Mellon moved to Land O'Lakes High School, and... Uh, uh, you know, to use a sports analogy, I was his player to be named later in that trade. Uh, so I joined him uh, and became a Gator for the second time in my life at Land O'Lakes High School. And that actually coincided, though, with the period when the school uh, districts were required to open a uh, virtual program. And the superintendent and her staff um, put together a work group that uh, was charged with planning the uh, the launch of the virtual school program. And eventually they reached out to me to lead it as an assistant principal because I had taught online for many years by that time. So now you have, what, the second largest virtual program for a school district in the state? With like third. Third? Is it third? <laughs> second third. at one point? It okay. was, it was. And you're doing, what, 100, 100 courses? How, it's pretty big. It is pretty big. So it is a K through 12 program, and we serve students uh, in kindergarten through 12th grade, both full-time and part-time. Uh, and so uh, over the years, because of the implementation of a high school graduation requirement, and I think because school districts have become more open to allowing students to blend their schedule and, uh, you know, just folks being a little bit more open to um, customizing both the venue and the timing of their students' uh, learning, our program has grown. And so last year, we served about 17,800 students for one or more courses. And uh, so we'll see. This year, we seem to be on track to do about the same, if not a little bit bigger. That's huge. That's amazing. And so I guess I kind of wonder, though, because that seems to be the trend, customization, using online to support the classroom, what they call it blended and all that kind of stuff. I mean, how do you see that fitting in? And is it, I guess it's not a fad anymore. It used to seem like it was a fad. It definitely was uh, a fad or a fringe sort of, of offering and, and most often um, supported by folks outside of the traditional school district. But now I think part, you know, spurred by the legislature, but also I think school districts have become more conscious of the idea that the one-size-fits-all approach to education and the traditional um, seat time uh, model doesn't meet the needs of all of our learners, and it uh, sort of acted as an impetus for school districts to consider whether they could uh, respond and meet those needs without having our families feel like they needed to leave the public school system. And so it's been really nice to to be a part of that chapter in our district's growth and to collaborate with our schools and our district about how we can uh, not just implement fully online classes, but blended learning and, and meet a variety of needs. I jokingly describe us as sort of like the elastic in the Thanksgiving pants. We help the district grow and meet needs. Uh, sometimes we're, we're asked to help uh, in situations where a teacher is out or we're unable to find a certified teacher. And so, you know, one of the things that I want to make sure that we do is, is listen and see if there are opportunities to help. 
So creating school choice within the school district. I think that's a very simple way to describe it, yes. Do you see any future growth of that in any different ways? I know you started this classrooms on demand thing we talked about before. Uh, I do think that there are going to be uh, more opportunities. You know, one of the things that from the outset of the the virtual programs that I, I truly believe is that our schools have the capacity to offer more blended learning. Um, and so by partnering with our district's leading and learning departments, we, we're trying to build the capacity of our bricks and mortar staff um, so that we're responding and, and providing intentional and purposeful use of technology to, to help students learn and teachers teach. And um, I think it also provides support. You know, we have we have partnered with some schools this year um, who have a certified teacher, but maybe need support in uh, lesson planning or matching uh, lesson plans and student activities to the rigor of the standards. And since my teachers have already developed some of those lessons, we have the opportunity to partner and share what we know and our resources and help them grow. So wave of the future, it sounds like. I, I would say yes, um, but not in a, in a way that implies that we're taking over because I don't think that online learning will replace uh, traditional classroom experiences for kids. I think our community values, great teachers and, um, and really engaging experiences for students but the online platform offers more choice and more customization, and it lets us extend learning opportunities outside of our school campuses. So now you are a finalist for, or I mean, not a finalist, but you're a contestant for statewide principal of the year. So <laughs> that will be some stiff competition. So <laughs> are, are you are you gonna are you gonna like actively compete for it, or are you just gonna wait and see what happens? Or? I'll probably wait and see what happens. I think there's a lot of, of great leadership in our schools around the state. Um, but it is nice, I think, every once in a while to, um, to have a virtual uh, leader recognized in that group. Because I think that uh, in some ways we are unseen. And uh, so, you know, I have a, a counterpart in Brevard County, Heather Price, who is... Uh, does my job for for their virtual school and she is actually uh, her district's principal of the year for last year so it's really nice to see more virtual leaders gaining recognition for the role we play well congratulations again and thank you so much for talking with me absolutely thank you that's the end of our conversation and the end of our podcast if you'd like to share your thoughts on today's topic please go to our facebook page tampa bay times gradebook and add your comments to the post of this podcast To keep up with the latest in Florida education news, please visit our blog, www.tampabay.com slash gradebook. Have comments, questions, or concerns about this podcast? Want to hear about something specific? Send an email to me at jsolacek at tampabay.com or add a review to the site where you get your podcasts, including Google, Apple, and Stitcher. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. Thanks so much for listening. 